This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Kenneth Yancey. He is the national CEO of the SCORE Association, and he is based in Washington, D.C., and with us today on the phone. Welcome to the show today. Kelly, thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure. Let's talk about SCORE. How did it get started? You know, SCORE started back... Really, the origins back in the late 1950s in Wilmington, Delaware, and a, a retiree from DuPont, who was actually a DuPont, Maurice DuPont Lee, uh, was forced out uh, at a relatively young age, uh, still had a lot to give, and decided to give back to his community by helping small businesses and people that wanted to start there in Wilmington. He organized a number of his, uh, his colleagues uh, to do this, and uh, it was remarkably successful. It was written about in Reader's Digest and kind of tipped a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and these pockets of volunteers began to appear around the country, and SBA uh, pulled it all together into an organization we now call SCORE back in 1964. So it's a, it's a great story, and uh, like today, it was started all around an idea of helping uh, communities to be more successful and and to create a healthier uh, small business sector within those communities. So um, a DuPont that was forced out of the family business decided that he was going to go and help other. Was it, In the beginning, was it other business owners? Has it always been just business owners or has it been business executives when it first started? Um, I, I'm asking that because although – America is a country of small businesses. It's really just been the last couple of decades that there's been a real focus on small business. So when this first started, was it one of the uh, pioneers in assisting small businesses, or was it expanded originally to business executives? Kelly, everything that we have on the history is that it has always been focused on small businesses. Those Mm -hmm. Uh, those individuals that have started a business and they're trying to wear all the different hats mm-hmm. that are required to be successful, or those who uh, have a very specific skill that they're really good at, but maybe they're not uh, good at the accounting side or or the sales side. And so the the idea was that these volunteers help them uh, plug those holes and mm-hmm. backfill 
those issues so that they can be successful. Yes, and so you were really one of the, uh, SCORE was one of the uh, first organizations to really target this group than the small business owners because, as I said, it's really just been more recently that the focus has been on small business owners and more resources made available to them. So great, uh, great uh work there. It's mostly Thanks. yeah, Thanks. it's mostly a volunteer organization, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Okay. We're uh, we're 11 and a half thousand volunteers. Wow. Right men and women both working and retired and uh, you know they're choosing to give back through uh volunteering in score. So it's uh, those volunteers we're, we're so fortunate they're they're given close to 3 million hours a year mm. of volunteer service and as you know from our conversations in in Kansas City yesterday uh thousands of hours there and volunteers that uh, are regularly putting in uh, 20, 30 hours a week on behalf of SCORE. Oh, absolutely. And you have some really impressive stats. Uh, you've talked about uh, your 11,500 volunteers. You only have 17 paid employees, though, with SCORE. That, that is truly remarkable. That you're, I mean, it's almost like a small business yourself. You know, it, it is exactly a small business, and, and don't try this at home, Kelly. It's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're very fortunate that our volunteers, we're, we're 100% volunteer in the field. Our staff is all uh, here in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. And, and why it works is the volunteers' incredible, incredible commitment to the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they know why they're there. They join to support that mission and to further it. And um, we we like to say we draw broad fences. We've got some parameters that we ask our volunteers to follow, and uh, they follow those parameters. And when we work hard to deliver good quality services to small business owners and those that want to start, and, and the intent of those services is that there's an impact. They either start a business or or their business improves, they grow their sales, they solve a problem, they mm-hmm. hire their first employee, whatever it happens to be. Right. That's, uh, that's what we're really looking for. And that was another question that I had for our listeners, uh, so that if they're interested in your services, you know, what business stage do you primarily serve? Is it the startup? Uh, it sounds like existing businesses can also benefit from your services, though, too. You're right. And so what we know about our client base is when they come to us, they fit into one of three larger categories. The first would be pre-nascent. That's the group that uh, thinks they want to start a business, not maybe exactly sure what they want to do or how to do it. And we're perfectly capable of helping them um, move through that decision and, and gather information and do research to determine whether or not it's the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. About a third of them are startups or nascent um, those would be um, in business less than one year. Uh, and then finally, the, the remaining third are, are businesses that have been operating. And, and so we see people in the very formative stages, and we've worked with clients um, that are over 100 years old on a variety of different topics uh, mm-hmm. that relate to uh, their business and their success. You mentioned the extraordinary number of consulting hours that many of the volunteers so generously give every month, but you also have some other ways of reaching the small businesses other than the consulting. You have workshops, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, All of our chapters, Kelly, do a series of workshops or seminars in the local markets. Um, Those seminars 
typically have a small charge associated with them, but it only averages about $35 nationwide. As you know, our mentoring services are actually free to all those that are interested. And in addition to uh, what's available there in your community, we also have a really robust website. You do. It's easy to navigate, and our counseling is available via email through that national site. You can sign up with your local chapter through the site, and we also have a great series of webinars, podcasts, and online workshops that are all free that uh, your listeners and, and anyone else interested can take advantage of. And what would that website be? www.score.org. So www.score.org, you can go out and find all kinds of resources for uh, whether or not you should start your business or what you need to do to start your business, as well as if you're an existing business, you're likely to find something there that can help you through an obstacle or uh, maybe point you in the right direction on some kind of a question that you're considering. And I was going to ask you, if I'm interested in becoming associated with SCORE, either uh, for your services uh, to take advantage of your services or to be one of the volunteers is the best way to go through your website then? You know, that is, is such an easy way. Just, uh, you know, find your favorite search engine, put in SCORE. We'll, we'll come right up. Again, it's SCORE.org uh, if you're using the URL. And, you know, you bring up an excellent point. We're always excited about finding um, the right kind of people that want to volunteer and score. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we recruited about 3,100 new volunteers nationwide. Um, the, the volunteers in our organization are, are those that make the magic. Uh, they're the ones that make it work, and it's a, it's a very fulfilling, rewarding uh, opportunity. And, and you don't have to uh, mentor or counsel small businesses. We have lots of needs in the organization. So any skill that you have, if you think you'd like to apply that uh, in SCORE, we'd love the opportunity to uh, to tell you a little bit about it and see if there's a good fit. And all of those volunteers certainly are making an impact with the businesses that they're working with because uh, you've got some, as I said earlier, some really impressive stats that we haven't even talked about yet in terms of new businesses created and new jobs created. Can you talk about that a little bit? I'd love to. You know, our volunteers uh, do work very hard uh, with our clients, and our client satisfaction numbers are are quite good. Uh, Last year, our volunteers helped clients to create 56,000 new businesses, and and those businesses and other businesses that we work with also added uh, in the neighborhood of 71,000 new jobs. So this this mentoring opportunity, these volunteers uh, around in communities all across the country really do have uh, a positive impact on the community, on these businesses, and, and, uh, you know, we're real proud of the efforts that they make. Yes, those are some pretty amazing statistics, and again, all through volunteer efforts. We talked a little bit about the fact that small businesses really haven't been a big focal point until the last couple of decades, and you yesterday were kind enough to speak at the Kansas City SCORE Chapter's annual luncheon, and, and you talked about that a little bit. Um, it was held there at the Kauffman Foundation, and it made me wonder just how much the Kauffman Foundation's research and influence has raised awareness of small business throughout the country and really globally. I mean, here we are on the cusp of Global Entrepreneurship Week that Kauffman is behind. So um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think that, that the Kauffman Foundation has been at the forefront of all that we've seen 
uh, in terms of the new found awareness, appreciation for understanding of small business. You know, it hadn't been that many years ago that we would uh, be going through uh, different debates with presidential candidates, and you'd never hear the term small business. And uh, today, I would imagine with all the candidates that, that are out there, not a single one of them uh, go through a day without talking about small business in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, the research that uh, the Kauffman Foundation has done over the years, their work with various White Houses over time and their work with Congress and, and uh, the information that they put out, I think, has been pivotal uh, in, in getting uh, this great new appreciation for small business. You know, Kelly, you probably remember, it hadn't been that long ago, that most companies didn't make an effort uh, to even market to small business. Right. They weren't seen as a separate economic uh, market that was justifiably uh, uh, segmented. So uh, a lot has been done, and I think there can be more, and I know that uh, that the great people at the Coffin Foundation will still be uh, out front on that. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've been working with small business owners for about 25 years now, and I remember early on attending a seminar an economic seminar, and whoever was speaking or whatever panelist it was, I've forgotten the details now, but I do remember this. He was describing the three cornerstones of economic development, and uh, he talked about corporations as being one really strong one, and he even talked about nonprofits being another one. And then the third one that he was a little hesitant about and thought was kind of wobbly, might make the stew a little wobbly, though, was small business. <laughs> uh, you know, that's our cornerstone. That's our bedrock. And and so you're right. It's come a long way, and a lot of that is due in large part to the Kauffman Foundation and then, of course, through the efforts of so many resource organizations like SCORE. Ken, we're going to take a break. When we get back, I want to talk with you a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing in small business as well as some of the things small businesses can do to accelerate their growth. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level. Whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature, Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check us out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing your businesses. Visit us today at www.ithinkbigger.com. We all want to run a smarter business, but how? The answer is ShopKeep, the iPad-based point-of-sale system that makes it easy to run a smarter business from accepting payments, tracking inventory, Running marketing campaigns and managing employees, ShopKeep does it all, taking the guesswork out of running your business. ShopKeep is just $49 per month with no long-term commitment. That includes ShopKeep Pocket, the app that lets you see your business's key performance data in real time, wherever you may be. Visit shopkeep.com forward slash smart today to begin your free trial. That's shopkeep.com forward slash smart. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. 
Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Kenneth Yancey, who is the national CEO of the SCORE Association, and that is a group of retired business professionals nationwide who volunteer their time every week to work with aspiring business owners, new business owners, established business owners, and do whatever it takes to either get them into business ownership or get them to take their business to the next level. And so we've been talking all about SCORE and its efforts and how it works. I'd like to turn now, Ken, to talking about how to grow those businesses. And as you know, our media company is all about helping companies think bigger and to get to that next level. So what advice do you have for small businesses who want to take their businesses to that next level, to notch it up? You know, most of the companies that come to us, Kelly, talk about their challenges are, are really, in the, uh, in the end, looking for more customers. Mm-hmm. They're working and interested in growing their business, growing their sales. So you know, we, we talk to them about a variety of different uh, tools, tips, opportunities, uh, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's fairly straightforward. The tools that you use today are very different, but... You know, word of mouth um, that's remarkably aggressive is Twitter. And to use those social media tools like Twitter and others to create a deeper relationship with your client base, your customers, so that they know what you're doing, you're communicating regularly, uh, they're more engaged, and you're in front of them at their time of need mm-hmm. uh, when they're making that buying decision. So we can talk about those things. We can also talk about how uh, to partner with similar organizations that allow for referral business. Uh, we can talk to you about your standard uh, marketing tools, work with you on uh, creating materials, brochures, uh, plans, programs, outreach initiatives that will help you get in front of more people uh, that are buying your product. We can talk about adding new products or complementary products to an existing portfolio. So there's so many things we can do uh, depending on the needs of the client and the industry that they're in to help them grow their business and and increase their sales. Yeah, you really do have a lot of well-rounded individuals that are volunteers and that, that can help in so many different areas. One of the things that you said I thought was especially important, and that is whether it's using social media or other forms of marketing to stay in front of your customer or potential customer so that you reach them in time of need. Those three words, time of need, are just so critical because you run into people who think that, oh, I did my marketing for this year. I bought two ads or I sponsored that event. And they, you know, and it's just that they don't they don't understand that marketing is a full time proposition. You can never yeah. stop doing it. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And and there's so many new tools now mm-hmm. that make that communication that link uh, on a regular basis so much easier. And so if you're you know if you're not taking advantage of those tools, uh, um, I assure you your competitors are. Uh, and I also uh, am very confident that your clients would also appreciate 
that additional information and the and the relationships you develop will be uh, uh, will be valuable in the long run. Exactly. Now, you've been working with business owners for a long, long time. You work with the volunteers who work with the business owners as well. What are some of the most common but avoidable mistakes that you see business owners making on a daily basis, even? You know, to, so in the startup uh, phase, Kelly, I, I think the biggest mistake is is that our clients underestimate their capital requirements. Yes. They take a look at it and they think about what it's going to take them to, you know, open the door and, and make it to that first day, but they don't think through working capital requirements that get them to break even uh, from a cash flow standpoint. They don't think about, um, you know, paying themselves often. Uh, we've seen lots of business plans with a with a really strong financial section, and then when we say, "Well, and and what about you?" Uh, <laughs> the answer is, "Oh, wow! I, I guess I kind of forgot." So, uh, underestimating those requirements, I think, is is the biggest issue um, on startups for in business clients, as we just discussed. It's all about new clients and improving sales, and uh, which improves cash flow and allows for you know, all the wonderful things that come with uh, with owning a business. Yeah, and when you get uh, behind the cash flow, you know, cash is king. And when, you're, when you get yourself dug into a deep hole because your cash is going out the door faster than it's coming in, it's hard to recover from that. I mean, you can do that, but it, it's really hard. When you, there's other things that you have as a problem as a business owner, but when you get behind on the cash, that's just, that that's hard. <laughs> It's a huge challenge, and you know the good news is is that that we have that eleven and a half thousand both working and retired uh, business professionals that can step back and and help you do some analysis and understand where your cash might be tied up inappropriately and what you can do to free that up and then how you monitor that through your own financial statements and reports. Uh, every week or month, whatever happens to be the right timeline for you, so that you don't wind up in that uh, in that situation again. So you're right; it's a difficult thing. You don't want to get behind, but when you do, um, there are a lot of organizations to help you get out. And in in every instance, with some good planning and some good management, uh, you can get out. Sure. Um, let's talk about the importance of community. Where I am here in the Kansas City business community, it's been influenced greatly by the generous spirit of Ewing Kaufman and his philosophy of giving back. Why do you think it's important for a business to be involved with the community, you know, beyond the obvious reasons of creating more sales? Well, we're all about creating vibrant communities through small business mentoring and education. That's our mission. And I think that in communities all over this country, Small business owners give disproportionately to the community, uh, meaning that they're the ones that are supporting the arts. They're the ones that are supporting Little League. They're the ones that are supporting, you know, high school athletics and and other academic-related things. Um, You know, we rely on, as a a country, small business owners to really uh, create these vibrant communities that we all want. Uh, I think it's important to be involved in your chamber. I think it's important to be aware of what's happening in your community and to be engaged in in the process through voting and and all of those things. And and 
small business owners care about where their businesses are, and I would say that the lion's share of them do that automatically because, like being an entrepreneur, it's just in their DNA. It's yeah, what they do. That is so true. And what I was going to add there is not only do they give financially, maybe not on as large a scale as the bigger corporations because they can't afford that, but they will give not only financially what they can, but they show up too. They they devote their time and they devote their energy and their passion just as they do to their businesses. They They do it for their causes as well. And that's always amazing to me because as much time as we have to spend with our businesses, it seems like there's always a way to find some time to give back with your time too. Absolutely, and uh, as I said, they're, 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 I believe that they are again. We talked about being a cornerstone in terms of economic development. I also think that they're a cornerstone in terms of community development. Yes, and um, all of the uh, all of the great things that they do to support uh, a successful community. We're sitting here in November of 2015, obviously looking at a new year coming up very quickly. What one thing would you advise businesses to do to prepare to have a successful 2016? You know, I think that the thing that that everyone can and should do on a regular basis is is revisit their business plan. You know, what what is what does the map look like that you created for your business? Where are you on that map? And where, where is your final destination? And what are you doing to assure that your business gets there? Uh, I think planning and SCORE thinks planning is, is critical. And, and too often, a plan winds up in the lower left-hand drawer <laughs> uh, gathering dust. So pull it out, dust it off, uh, find two things that uh, you want to do differently to help you be more successful or uh, to give you greater peace of mind or whatever it is, pull those out and commit to doing those along with whatever other resolutions uh, you choose to make. I, I think that is the best thing that uh, that anybody can do. And, you know, to be quite honest, we do it here at SCORE. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're addicted to planning, and our planning doesn't always work out exactly the way it's supposed to, but... Um, you know, along along the path, uh, as Vince Lombardi says, you know, along the, the path to perfection, often you achieve excellence. That's very and, true. Uh, and we're working hard to do that, and, uh, and, and that would be my suggestion. Well, it has been a pleasure talking with you this morning, and it was so nice to reconnect with you yesterday at the SCORE Luncheon here in Kansas City. Uh, thank you for your time. And once again, the website for anybody interested in your services score.org and Kelly thank you for all you do for small business and great to reconnect and see you again and uh, I hope we'll do it again soon we absolutely will it's been a pleasure have a great weekend and if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business you can visit our website at ithinkbigger.com follow us on Facebook thinking bigger business media or on Twitter at ithinkbigger have a great weekend we'll see you next week This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.